welcome to the first episode of I Don't Have a Tripod, so I'm not going to do this with the video camera. Um, yeah, people tell me I should make a podcast, so I did. So here it is, guys. I made it. It's a podcast. And I'm going to talk today <sighs> and talk about Star Wars. Uh, etc. Uh, fun fact: that song is just a—it's just a major chord, but they play it so it sounds spooky. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll just talk about like you know where it's going, where it's been, where it's gonna be. Just uh, yeah, we'll start with. I'll just I'll just talk about my thoughts on the whole thing. See the original trilogy, you know, it's a good time. You got some interesting characters, I suppose. You got an okay story, I suppose. But also you got some sweet some sweet uh, costume designs, some really nice set design. Uh, really, really good. Oh, what's it called? Oh, I just lost my mouthpiece. One sec. Uh, the thing where you... Practical effects. Uh, you know, that was... Super groundbreaking for the time. That was incredible. What else do I have to say about it? Oh yeah, uh, George Lucas is a is a fraud. Just kidding. He's not a fraud. He's uh he's good at making uh interesting worlds and characters and stuff. Um, but he's not good at writing a screenplay or directing a film. Uh, episode four, you know, it has some pretty good performances, but for the most part. It, it's definitely like the, a lot of the characters aren't super well directed the, the kind of the performances seem a little stiff to me uh, you know especially like I don't know not so much Luke like I he did a pretty good job you know and the screenplay uh, the original cut of the film was a piece of very steaming hot garbage but his editor's came and fixed it like the the first cut was this there's a really good youtube video about it i forget what it's called i think it's called star wars was saved in the cut look it up it's really informative and uh it, yeah it's really interesting to see how george lucas can't write a screenplay to save his life and he know he he found that out by doing that that first film the the first star wars film so then he got another writer and another director to do episode five. And that obviously turned out really well because episode five is an incredible film. It's the best star Wars film. I have no reservations saying that that is just, it's the best star Wars film and episode six, you know, it, I, it, it definitely wasn't as good. I would say episode four is actually better than six. Uh, but you know, whatever i it it just it i don't know i don't know what to say about it it's i just prefer four better but getting outside people to do the work that he can't do himself for him is a good thing because not everyone's good at everything you know george lucas he can write a film not write a film why did i say that he can make a world and make characters and stuff like that but he can't write a screenplay but other people can so they did and they made episode five which i really enjoyed but then you got the prequels where he's like you know what i'm just gonna take over again i'm gonna have full creative control 
And you know how those turned out. The scripts are atrocious. They're, the, the dialogue is horrible, but it's funny. I'll give it that. It's really funny because of how bad it is. But, again, with the world building stuff, um, some really interesting like vehicle designs, character designs, stuff like that. Really interesting set designs, too. Even if some of them were CGI, even if some of them were just they composited the characters in and it's just not, it doesn't look natural, but it looks interesting and compelling and it's a completely different world and it's uh it's a it's a good time but the stories aren't that great because he wrote them all himself and he directed everything himself so that's uh yeah that's that and then you got the sequel trilogy which suffers from the opposite well no i can't say the sequel trilogy we'll start with the force awakens it kind of suffers from the opposite problem i think there's too much industry meddling because um Producing it, you had J.J. Abrams, Brian Burke, Kathleen Kennedy. Writing it, you had J.J. Abrams, Michael Arndt, Lawrence Kasdan. I think if they got one person to write the screenplay, one person to direct it, it could have been fine. I mean, that's what I would have said back in 2015 when it came out, but then we got The Last Jedi, which was written by one person, directed by one person, and it was a big mess. You see, the problem here is that these aren't all from the same mind. The original trilogy and the prequel trilogy were all from George Lucas's mind. He may have got other people to write the screenplays for him for the the latter two of the, the original trilogy, but he... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? He, he made the stories for them and made all the characters, and they all fit well inside his head and they came out well but with the prequel trilogy so far these are all from different sources that aren't george lucas so they don't mesh as well with the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy and especially episode seven episode eight don't mesh very well at all they're totally completely different and it's just it's just it's just so so weird i think if disney bought Star Wars, but still let George Lucas come up with story ideas, I think they would not necessarily be better, but I think they would be, they'd feel like Star Wars because they, 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 his stuff feels so grassroots. It feels like it's created by a person and not by an entity where a lot of the new stuff, it feels like it was created in a in a, a table with a bunch of executives sitting around it saying okay what uh, what are the people like uh, we're gonna make a movie yeah and you know some of the characters I really do enjoy I think the character of Ray is interesting um, she's uh, she's I think she's well written and Daisy Ridley does a really good performance and uh, Kylo Ren I enjoy and I think Adam Driver absolutely kills it in in both films. He he's perfect for the role. People who don't like him because he's not menacing enough, whatever, you know? Now I think it would have been a better idea to leave the the reveal of who Kylo Ren is in relation to the the other characters. I think that would have been nice to leave that until later instead of revealing it less than halfway through the first movie. Um I feel like I didn't say a complete sentence there, but maybe I did. 
Uh, it would just would have been nice if they waited and they didn't just drop this plot twist right on us at the beginning. And yeah, you know, you know, it would just, it just, I don't know. I feel like, oh man, there's so much echo. Oh, this is not a good recording. This is not, this is not a good recording situation. I'm realizing this now wearing both ears of my headphone. There's way too much echo in here, but whatever. That's, uh, that's what I got for now. I mean, I could go in the closet, but I don't feel like doing that. I don't know where I was at. Oh, yeah, characters. Finn, I think the idea of having a stormtrooper being humanized is really fun and interesting. Eh, Leia and Han, I'm not a big fan of what they did with them. Han, I mean, he's not too bad. He's he's interesting enough, but he feels a little bit one-dimensional to me. And, um... Yeah, I guess he kind of was in the first one, but not really. Yeah, you know, they didn't do it. You know, whatever. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about with Han. Leia, uh, whatever. I don't care. In The Force Awakens, she's fine. Whatever. Uh, Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, Force Awakens is, it's okay. It's pretty good. It's a fun movie. And then we got The Last Jedi, which was a big mess. Uh... Oh, yeah, you can really just hear the furnace. <sighs> uh, Last Jedi, yeah, okay. Well, I'll, I'll start with introduced characters. Rose, not a horrible character in concept. On paper, she's, you know, she's fine. But in execution, not good. Not good at all. Really poorly written and not interesting and um, not well directed. I feel like... I haven't seen any of Kelly Marie Tran's other work, so I don't know if she's actually a good actor or not, but I feel like a lot of her performance feels really forced in in The Last Jedi. And, you know, I don't... Yeah, I'm not going to bash the actor here because I haven't seen any of her other work, so I don't actually know how good she is. She might have just been given bad direction by Ryan, which I feel like is a very plausible thing. Because... You know, Ryan Johnson made a lot of creative decision with this that uh, weren't very good, in my opinion. Yeah, so... Yeah, um, let's talk about story stuff. Ah, uh, boy, where do I begin? I'll say this. I enjoyed the, the interactions between Ray and Kylo Ren. They did a really good job with that. The, the characters have charisma together. They have not charisma charisma is a singular thing they have chemistry they work well together um the throne room fight incredible i love that uh there's one part about that i don't love but i'll talk about that later when i get to the subverting expectations part um yeah so mm, um and then we got luke uh people complaining that he wouldn't act like that whatever I think you. I think it's completely plausible that you could act like that because he's not perfect, you know. Um, and he even talks about it. People hold him up to this great standard of being like a, a legend and being so important, but you know he can't live up to that because he's not perfect like people want him to be. Especially when it comes, to, you know, obviously 
almost killing his own nephew because he gets scared. And then he realizes, oh, I probably shouldn't do this. So he doesn't. And then, you know, you know the story. Anyways, I think people saying he wouldn't have done that is kind of like reducing his character to a trope of this perfect hero character. And obviously he he isn't. And he wasn't even in the original trilogy. I was going to go to Tossing Station to get some more power converters or, you know. Uh, yeah, like he was super annoying for the first two episodes. And then he was cool in episode six. But, you know, he wasn't perfect, obviously. He almost killed his own father. Did like the slashy, slashy thing. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not actually going to do this. And people are like, oh, well, he made that decision in the in that film, so he is never going to make that mistake again. He will never get angry again or scared, and he will not kill anyone. But guess what? Sometimes people make the same mistake twice. Crazy, right? Yeah, so I think uh, Luke's characterization was fine. I think the throwing his lightsaber over his shoulder, I think that was kind of a dumb move on Ryan's part. That was, yeah, yeah, didn't like that. Didn't like that at all. Um, blue milk. Oh, it was actually more like green milk. That I don't know why they showed that. That was kind of weird and I think unnecessary. Uh, I think that was just kind of gross for the sake of being gross. Um, yeah. Talk about Leia and Haldo. Uh, and also I'll just throw Poe in here. Uh, well, first of all, I'll say, you know, I think they get a, they did a pretty good job with Poe. He's, you know, he's a hothead. He does what he wants. He, yeah, made a big, a, a big mistake at the start. I think the, the whole conversation with Hux and like, oh, I'm still waiting. I get, you know, tactically, strategically, it's a good move, but it's, oh man, it's not funny. Is is so corny. I did not enjoy that part. I thought it was a really, really dumb thing. But you know, I I still think Poe's character motivations and stuff, and the stuff he does, I think it all makes sense and it's all coherent. But Leia and Haldo, when I think, well, yeah, first we'll go to Haldo. People, you know, obviously didn't like her very much because she, they're like, oh. She, she she comes across as being a strong female character, but she's not actually that strong. I mean, she's she's she acts like a leader, and she's like, oh yes, I am ordering people around, but giving orders does not a strong person make. I think she could have at least said, hey Poe, uh, there could we don't know how we're being tracked. But there could be spies here, so I can't tell you our plan, or if we even have one. I just ask that you stay calm. But but yeah, and I think that would have been good instead of her just being like, "I don't, I don't need to tell you anything." I think that's just uh, rude. I don't. She's right. I I guess she's right in saying that. Like he's lower down. He's a, he's a captain, not a commander anymore, so she doesn't owe him any explanations. But I think 
in order to prevent a mutiny, she should have at least given an indication of a plan. She didn't have to say it. I have no problem with her not saying, okay, we're going to go to this planet. We're going to use this old equipment and do this stuff. I have no problem with her her not giving that sort of information because that's really sensitive. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, Leia, the whole flying through space thing, I think that's... It was a weird moment. I thought it looked weird. But I don't think it was as bad of a choice as people make it out to be. People are like, oh, Leia doesn't actually have the force. She's not that powerful. She would have died. Well, clearly Yoda says, no, there is another. That was not a good Yoda impression. That sounded more like, I don't know. Anyways, he's clearly talking about Leia. Leia is force sensitive and she can use the force. And between episode six and episode seven, she could have easily, easily gotten training to, to use the force. Or at least just, you know, practiced it. And I think denying that, saying that she doesn't have the Force because she didn't show it in the original trilogy is just really stupid. I, I think it's perfectly reasonable for her to have the Force. However, the space thing... I don't know if the Force can protect you from space. Maybe it can. Uh, I don't know. The moment just seemed dumb to me. I just... Uh, whatever. I'm not... I'm not going to complain about it too much. Whatever. I don't care. All right. We're going to talk about the subversion of expectations. Oh, boy. Where do I begin? All right. We'll start with Ray's parents. I don't think Ray's parents needed to necessarily be revealed. I think them being nobodies is fine. It's whatever. Because in the, in, in the Force Awakens... Her parents are flying off in a ship, and Uncar Plutt is just holding onto her arm. I think it's reasonable to th- say that they sold her, and then they ran off. But then, how did they afford a ship? Maybe they're, I don't know, maybe it's like a taxi and it's taking them to somewhere. I'm not sure. I don't think, I yeah, I obviously JJ, he didn't intend that Ray's parents were nobodies. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe what's going to happen is Ray's parents are going to be revealed as being actual people and not just nobodies. I think they're going to play it off like, oh, Kylo didn't know what he was talking about. The thing in the in the on the island didn't isn't going to show your parents because it's just a mirror and it's going to show stuff. Your parents don't matter because you're your own person and you know some sort of symbolism thing where like you know individualism whatever blah 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 and you know that's that's all well and fine and i'm, I'm you know i'm glad they got rid of the whole midichlorian thing they're like oh you know for sensitivity isn't based on your genes although then that kind of oh shoot that kind of counteracts the whole ray not being a mary sue thing oh because i yeah if someone is the child of a really strong force user, do they have the really really strong force? Is there, or is there like a case where someone who wasn't strong in the force trained and became strong in the force? Like, I'm not sure. Because if midichlorians do exist, Ray isn't a Mary Sue and her parents were just force sensitive. But if midichlorians don't exist, 
or at least, you know, that concept, the concept where force sensitivity is genetic. If that's not true, if force sensitivity isn't genetic, then Ray is a Mary Sue. I will admit that because uh, that's just a really, that, that it's the most entertaining product film I've seen because it's in, that you're born with. If it's something that you have to learn, obviously Ray is a Mary Sue. I'll 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 give them that credit. The the internet boys, the neckbeards, and then Snoke. I th- you know I'm not too bummed that they just killed him off. I think his existence in the first place is kind of weird. I mean, there's a good amount of time between episode six and episode seven where like a person could have risen out of the shadows and become this intergalactic superpower or just i guess a galactic super i don't think there's any intergalactic travel i'm not sure i yeah i'm not too disappointed that they killed him off because he wasn't that interesting he was just a big bad guy i think it still would have been cool if they gave some insight into how this guy became so powerful and stuff like that instead of just being like okay no he doesn't matter goodbye have a nice day we're just gonna kill him right now and yeah i don't know I don't know. I have, I have a lot of mixed feelings about that. But it's not it's not too big of a deal. <sighs> Whatever. All right, we'll talk about episode 9 now. I'm loving the costume designs. Um a lot of the the press release photos were taken on a on a forest planet. So I'm hoping we don't have a repeat of episode 6 where they just I mean, I, okay. Yeah, like I mean, a repeat of, of the last two, because they, episode seven was pretty much beat for beat, episode four in its story, and in a lot of its locations. Not entirely. It has a lot of original stuff, but story-wise, it's very similar. Episode uh, eight, having big twists and stuff, you know, that's uh, that was the same thing that episode five had, and then having big walkers on a planet with a lot of uh, small white particles and then them being like, uh, it's not snow. It's actually salt. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, that was kind of dumb. Um, episode 9, if they end up having a bunch of creatures destroying the Empire on a forest planet, I'm not going to be happy. That'll be really annoying. That'll be really dumb. Because that's what happened in episode 6. I mean, I guess, yeah, the way episode 8 ended is, is kind of different from episode 5. I don't think they can they can copy episode 6 with episode 9, which is good, obviously, because I want an original story, not something that's already been done. So, yeah, uh, Palpatine being back, insert Darth Plagueis theory here. Yeah, I don't have much to say about episode 9. I think it looks promising. I, I'm excited. I, the music, I thought, was really nice. Having um, Leia's theme in the back was was a nice touch. Okay, sorry, I gotta do this. Oh, whoops. I think that's how it goes. That felt close enough to me. Uh, You got the gist of it. If you want to hear the actual song, just uh, go watch the dang trailer again, okay? Yeah, so I'm excited for episode 9. Okay, I'm going to take a step back, though, 
and say, I kind of wish Ray joined Kylo. And they just like, you know what? Get rid of the get rid of the the first order. Get rid of the Republic. We'll just kind of do whatever we want. I think that would have been cool. And not necessarily turning Ray into a bad person, but turning Ray into a, a character kind of in her own faction. You know, uh, and just taking some characters and then like if you've played Fire Emblem Fates, you know what I'm talking about. That it would be like the Revelation Pack kind of thing. Revelation Path kind of thing. Or, you know, Conquest is the, the first order and Birthright is the the resistance and the Republic and whatever. And then Ray and Kyler are like, All right, we're not gonna we're not gonna pick a side here. We're gonna make our own side. I think that would have been really cool. Um but, you know, obviously they didn't do that. They're just like, you know what? We're just going to turn Kylo Ren into a really bad guy, and he's going to get really angry. However, I will say this. Kylo Ren's performance in Episode Eight, where he's like, shoot that thing out of the sky, and him getting all angry. Adam Driver. Oh, what a good boy. What a great performance. I just really enjoyed that. Uh, it was so over the top, and I loved it. And it was <laughs> it was just really nice. Yeah. So I, I'm, a, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of, of Adam Driver in these movies. Yeah, so that's all I've got to say about the, the nine episodes. Um, let's move to Rogue One. Rogue One. I thought it was an interesting story. I think it could have been done better. Uh, they did not develop the characters very well at all. Uh, Jin was super flat, and she kind of just went wherever the story took her. She didn't seem to actually do a lot. I've had, I've you know, there's this great YouTube video where it's like a passive, I forget who it's by, passive versus active, Ray versus, not Ray, uh, Jin versus Ray where one character has the plot happen to them and one character causes the plot to happen. Uh, look it up. It's a really good, really good video. I think it's done by lessons from the screenplay. Check that out. That guy, he makes a lot of really good videos about screenwriting and stuff. He's he's a legend. But yeah, I think uh, Jin wasn't a very good protagonist. Um, I loved the ending of the movie. Like the last, the last act, the great space battle, it looked great. Uh, I think, oh yeah, Alan Tudyk as K2SO killed it. I love Alan Tudyk. Anyone who's ever met me and has mentioned the word Alan Tudyk around me, that's two words. Anyways, I just, I just love him. I think all his performances are great, except I haven't seen like his most iconic one. I haven't seen Firefly, so don't at me. Um, but you know, I've seen Moana. He's so good, Moana. I've seen Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. First season of that is pretty good. Second season, not that great. I'm going to be honest with you. Um, yeah, it wasn't nearly as strong. Um, but it had Alan Tudyk in it, and I loved Alan Tudyk in it because he's Alan Tudyk, and he's incredible, and I love him. And he's a great actor, and I find him really entertaining. He's also uh, Pastor, Pastor Veal in, in Arrested Development. So there you go. Uh, that's just my little tangent. Tangent? Tangent. <laughs> the other characters in Rogue One, like the, the actual Rogue One squadron. <sighs> uh, Bow Guy. I used to know all their names because I bought the Lego sets. So I just knew. Um, oh, man. What's his name? Uh, Chirrut. Chirrut Imwe. Uh, he, he was played by Donnie Yen. And I thought that was a good performance. Donnie Yen's a legend. He's an Ip Man. He is Ip Man is what I should say. Um, he's a great actor. And the, the character is fun and, and interesting. 
you know, obviously they don't build him up very much. And then his sidekick, uh, he's fine because he's got his gun. He goes, I, you know, I just enjoy the character design. But they don't have much depth to them. Bodhi, no depth. He's just kind of there. He's just like, eh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a defector. Uh, woohoo. You know, nothing. Who else we got? Oh, yeah, Cassian Andor. He sounds like he's trying to do an accent, but I'm pretty sure that's just the the actor's real accent. But it doesn't feel authentic to me. Anyways, it's whatever. I'm not too worried about that. Then they're doing this TV show starring him, so whatever. It's going to have Alan Tudyk as K2SO, so I might check it out. So, yeah, the first half of the movie is just really boring. Borgallet, worst plot device ever. Saw's all like, uh, he will know the truth. Uh, and you will lose your mind. So neither of those things happened. He he doesn't, like, apparently he doesn't actually ask Borgallet if Bodhi's telling the truth. He just kind of like, oh, he's not telling the truth without, uh, like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense because Borgallet is either going to make you reveal that this guy is telling the truth or that he's lying. And then he's going to make him lose his mind. And we assume that this is a permanent thing. However, it clearly is not. Because he just sits there in the cell the, the cell for a bit. And he's like, ah. And then Jin's like, hey, what's up, man? And he's like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm the defector. That's me. I remember everything now. And it's like, ah, Borgallet, you're useless. I'm never using you again. You know? And then Saw... He's an okay character, you know, whatever. I don't, I'm not going to talk about him much because I don't have many thoughts on him because he's kind of boring. I like Forrest Whitaker, though. He's a good boy. Who else? What else? Oh, yeah. Space Battle was fun. Um, them getting the plans was a good time. You know, I thought it was, it was from, a, from an action movie perspective, I thought it was, it was well done. I didn't care about the characters. The, the music, though. Michael Giacchino. Mwah. Mwah. Uh, very nice. A benedizione paisano. Uh, his score was really good. Uh, the track, Your Father Would Be Proud, gets me every time. So good. Oh my goodness. I have, I actually bought it on iTunes and I listen to it sometimes. And it's just a really moving piece of music and I love it a lot. Yeah, all the characters dying, you know, they made, they made me feel sad because they had good music. Uh, if they didn't have good music, I probably wouldn't have cared. Darth Vader, you know, it was cool to see him kill some stuff, but he didn't do much. It was cool to see him in action because you hardly get to see him at his at his full strength in any of the movies, and that was just a nice treat. Uh, and then there's Krennic. Oh, man. I love Ben Mendelsohn. He's a very good boy. Ben Mendelsohn, uh, just as he kills it, he has an incredible performance. Yeah, I I don't know I don't I'm just kind of speechless right now of because uh, of how good this character is. Um, I don't think he's like a hugely well written character. I think his motivations and stuff make sense. Uh, it's mostly just the performance. The performance is everything, and I love it. And it was very good. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all I have to say about Rogue One. Solo, talking about Solo now. On my first watch, I enjoyed it. I thought it was interesting. And fun. On my second watch, I was bored out of my mind because I had already seen it, which is not good. Not a good sign. I thought Alden Ehrenreich did a pretty good job of playing this character. Obviously, they weren't going for a one-to-one uh, representation of uh, what's his face, 
Harrison Ford. I think that would have been a really bad choice if they tried doing that because no one could, no one can pull off a Harrison Ford impression well enough to do it for a whole movie. So I think it's good that they went this direction. But then you got Lando, uh, you got Donald Glover, Childish Gambino, my boy Troy, doing it, and he tries to do an impression of Billy D. Williams, and it's not good because he he doesn't have the right vocal register. Ability Williams, he's got a very deep voice, and he talks kind of like this, and he's very, uh, very smooth and very nice. And then you got Donald Glover. I can't do Donald Glover. I can't do an impersonation of him. Um, he's just got. He sounds like he's doing an impersonation, and it's just not not good. I think they should have done the same thing like they did with Alden Ehrenreich and just gone for channeling the spirit of the character. Um, I think. In terms of how the character was written, it was fine. You know, it, it felt like Lando in terms of how it was written. But the performance was a little off. I liked how he met Chewie. I thought that was interesting. I liked how they showed his time in the Imperial Army. I thought that was a good time. Uh, give it The way they gave him his name, I hate it. I think that was really dumb. I thought that was super forced. And yeah, I just wasn't a big fan of that. Uh, Chewie was fine. Um, I liked... Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany did a great job. I love Paul Bettany. He's another very good boy. Uh, yeah, they're good at picking actors I enjoy uh, in these movies. Uh, Amelia, whatever her Amelia Clark. She does a fine job. Whatever. She has just a, it's just a solid performance. There's nothing really to say about it. She convinced me that she was that character. Um, Woody Harrelson. He just played Woody Harrelson, and I love it because I just like Woody Harrelson. I just like the way he carries himself and. Uh, his uh, charisma is just like, oh, yeah, I'm just chilling here, just having a good time, you know? Hi, diddly ho, neighbor, you know? I'm going to shoot you now. Oh, wait, you actually shot me? Well, that's how it goes sometimes. Good on you, kid. See you later, you know? He just, I just love him. He just does a great job. Hmm. Some of the other characters I didn't care about, like the guy with all the arms and stuff. I think he was played by someone that I care about or someone that I, you know, know about pretty well. I forget, but then I didn't care. Yeah. And so overall, the movie was okay. I think what it suffered from was Ron Howard. You know, Ron Howard, he's fine. He did a good job in the the show, the Andy Griffith show, and he did a good job in Happy Days, and he did a good job with... The first three seasons of Arrested Development. But, yeah, I think the big mistake here, obviously, was Disney changing the directors. They should have kept Lord and Miller. Because Lord and Miller are so good. They did 21 Jump Street, which, you know, a lot of stuff in that movie that not a huge fan of. I understood what it was trying to be, and I appreciated it for that. You know, making fun of reboots and stuff. I, I appreciate it from a philosophical standpoint. I'll say that. And then 22 Jump Street, also philosophical standpoint, making fun of sequels and stuff. And then they did the Lego movie. Did I already say Lego movie? I will say it again. They did a great job with the Lego movie. Uh, that's just a really... that, that It's the most entertaining product film I've seen because it's just a big advertisement, but it's an advertisement that I actually care about which I really appreciate. I love advertisements that I can care about. Like, give me those all day. Um, I'll, I won't buy your products, but I'll commend you for your advertisement. And then we got 
Oh boy. Um, Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse. They are producers on that. I think one of them helped write the screenplay. Great film. Incredible film. I love it. I watch it sometimes. I watched it today, actually. I'll probably watch it again later this week with uh, with my boy Isaac. And yeah, it's just fun. And I think if they got him, not him, got them on Solo, it would have been a really, really fun kind of like a, a, a space western. It was That's what it tried to be. It was trying to be a space western. And it would have been way better if it was done by some competent directors. And Ron Howard, you know, he's a competent director. I think because he was given this movie that was falling apart, he had to do reshoots and stuff. Um, that, it's not entirely his fault. I blame this one on Disney. But yeah, I just would have liked it if it was Lord and Miller. All right, let's move on to video bames. Because I'm not going to talk about the TV shows because I didn't watch the TV shows. I watched a few episodes of Clone Wars. That's it. I don't have an opinion on them. I think they're fine. Whatever. I'm not going to talk about them because I don't know enough about them to have an opinion that's uh, worth listening to. I mean, I don't know enough about anything that I have an opinion. But anyways, I digress. Video bames. So, Battlefront. I'll start with Battlefront. Battlefront, the first two Battlefront games were good, especially Battlefront 2. I'm talking about way back, like 2005 Battlefront. So good. Really fun campaign. Obviously, the first Battlefront that came out recently, like the new one, not great. It's kind of a fun fun little game. And then Battlefront 2, too little too late. Like, they're still updating it and adding new stuff that's making the game a lot better and a lot more worth its money. I don't think... I'm I'm a huge not fan of how they do unlocks. Uh, I hate that you can pay to unlock stuff, and I hate that the the way you unlock stuff is with crystals or with credits or something. Like I'm fine with having some stuff being credits based, where you just you know grind a bunch and you get a, a skin or something for your gun or a skin for your character, or some just some sort of customization like they did in Halo. Like that's fine, but I think putting characters behind a credit wall or something like that is really dumb they should make it objective based and they should do that with a lot of the skins and gun stuff too like you you get a certain number of kills a certain way you unlock this character or this skin and it was just it would have been a lot more interesting that way instead of just saying okay if you if you play for 36 hours you can unlock this one character Pretty much that's how it is. It's, yeah, it's just really horribly balanced. Oh, I think I just broke the chair. Yep. Um, not too bad. Yeah. I'll talk about Fallen Order. I don't know if enough about it to, to know, like, if it's going to be good or not. It looks great. It's made by uh, the software developer that I trust. Respawn. They did a great job with Titanfall 2 and with Apex Legends. And the fact that they're not doing the microtransactions and it's going to be a single player story, no multiplayer or anything, makes me so happy because I love single player games. That's my bread and butter. I'm bad at multiplayer games. Well, I'm bad at video games in general. That's why I don't like playing with other people because I know I'll get beat unless it's Smash Bros with, with casuals. Yeah, I think they need to do more single player games. I would love... Love, 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 love if they did a Star Wars game in the style of the Elder Scrolls where it's just, you know, it's an open world and you go around and explore and stuff. 
I don't think they can do it the same way. They can't because, you know, you have to travel to different planets. So they can't fully form a planet. That would take way too much development time. I mean, unless they made the whole thing take place on one planet, which I, I, yeah, that's realistic. That's, uh, that's understandable, but you can't do that for a whole galaxy because there's dozens of planets that you can go to. I think if they just have a few centralized locations on each planet that they, that they let you explore, I think that's fine. I think that's okay. And then they have space exploration where you fly around in your little, your little thing. And then you can choose what you want to do. You can choose to join the rebellion or join the empire or you can be a bounty hunter or just do whatever you want. You just, they, they have a main storyline that you can complete, but they also have a bunch of other storylines that you can complete in the same vein as like an Elder Scrolls game or, you know, a, an RPG, a Western style RPG. I would just love to see a single player Star Wars experience that I can enjoy. Yeah, like Fallen Order looks fine, but I don't think it's really my style. I think it's too story-based. Like, I'm not a big story guy when it comes to video games. If I want a story, I'll watch a movie or I won't read a book. No, it's definitely not happening. I'll just watch a movie. I mostly play video games to play video games, not watch video games. There's a difference. If I want to watch video games, I will go on YouTube and watch a Let's Player or something like that. I would just prefer it if they made a very nice RPG set in the Star Wars universe. I mean, I suppose they kind of already did that with Knights of the Old Republic. Like, those two games were really good. I really enjoyed them. I'd love, 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 love to see them either remade if they're feeling lazy or maybe do another RPG in the Old Republic universe. I don't think they're going to do a remake because they're not canon, so they'd have to do some changes to fit into whatever Disney wants. But I do I do want to see the Old Republic come back. I hope one of the new trilogies is Old Republic because that's just such a cool place to explore. Like, Because with Knights of the Old Republic, it was kind of a Western-style RPG, especially in the way that combat worked. It was turn-based. And, uh, you know, it was based on roles and it was, it was more like the way it worked was more like a tabletop RPG rather than a video game RPG, because this was kind of at the start of video game RPGs developing into the 3d space. They, there weren't a lot of those yet because that was kind of the start. Cause that was like Bioware's first really big thing. And then Bioware made a bunch of really great games and then they made Anthem and now they are a dead studio. Well, they're not dead. They're basically dead. I think they could come back if Disney's like, hey, make us a Knights of the Old Republic game because they have access to that through EA. I'm pretty sure. Maybe they don't because EA has full publishing rights for Star Wars in terms of video games. But And also EA owns Bioware or something like that. I'm not sure how all the legal stuff works. I would just love to see Knights of the Old Republic because it was like I described. You went around the galaxy and you did stuff. It was a little more linear in how it worked. There weren't, well, there were side quests, and there was a lot of stuff that you could do that was just, you know, stuff. And I really appreciated it and how it worked. And um, I just would have liked to see more character options because you had three class options and then three Jedi options. And that was, eh, it was okay. It was a little bare bones. But for the time, obviously, it was great. It was awesome. And uh, you could explore each planet they had a good amount of section for each planet and they could easily do that again but now this time they have a better engine they have probably more staff uh to to create all this stuff all these assets and it would just be a lot better 
and I think it would be great, but I don't think they're going to do that because that takes a lot more development time than a story-driven uh, the whatever Fallen Order is going to be. I think it's going to be a good game, but I don't think it's going to be a game that I'm going to want to play. That's just me. I think a lot of people are going to enjoy it a lot, and good for them. I want another pod racing game. That would be nice to have. That would be fun. Just a little, a little thing. I don't know. It's not super important. I don't actually care that much if they make that or not. In terms of books, I never read the books as a kid. Uh, I still have my friend James' copy of Rogue Squadron. Uh, yeah, I still have that in, in my bedroom. I uh, have yet to return it to him. I still have not read it, and I borrowed that maybe two or three years ago. I'm not much of a reader. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't care what the what they do with the books. I think it was good that they got the same guy who wrote the original Thrawn books to do the new Thrawn book. I think that was a really good choice on Disney's part. Timothy Zahn, I think his name is. I haven't read it. I should probably read it if I want to have an opinion on it, but, you know, whatever. I think I think not bringing Thrawn into the live action is fine. That's a good choice. Having him in the in Rebels, you know, that's fine. Canonically, even with the the old the Legends extended universe stuff, uh, I think that works out in terms of the the timeline of it because that's when he was active. He was a an early Empire kind of guy, Grand General Thrawn. He was really cool, from what I've heard. I don't actually know much about him. Yeah, so that was that's, that's that's you know that's all I really have to say. Yeah, for a while there, I was kind of like on a hiatus because, sorry, I'm both that banging. That was my leg shaking. Uh, people were just complaining too much and talking too much about it, and I just got burned out. I just uh, stopped caring about Star Wars for a while, and now that this new trailer's out, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I'm ready to get back into it. I'm ready to to start enjoying stuff again. But through that, I realized why I enjoy Star Wars. I don't enjoy it because of the characters or because of this story. I enjoy it because of the world and the character designs, not like how they're they're performed. Well, some of the, some of the character performances I really enjoy, as I've already discussed. But I just enjoy how cool this world is that George Lucas has created, and I think it's it's really uh, a testament to how how great. Uh, our minds have been created to to create interesting worlds, you know, obviously based on everything in fiction is based on reality. I think it's cool that a human can take elements of our reality and and twist it around and bend it and make it into something seemingly completely new, but still familiar enough that we're connected to it and we're, we're drawn to it and we find it interesting. Yeah, I commend George Lucas for that. And I commend the Lord God Almighty for creating that that interesting man. I think it's it's just really fascinating that we can conjure up these worlds in our minds and and create them. Well, obviously we don't create the planets and stuff like that, but we create the illusion of these worlds, and we get so drawn into it, and we f- get so fascinated. And that's just something that I've been really noticing lately, in you know in playing video games i'll be like get into it and be like wow i just kind of felt like i was in that world or watching a movie i'll feel like i'm in that world i'm part of that and that it's interesting that humans can do that but that's a really big tangent i'll probably talk about that more in another episode yeah that's pretty much my thoughts on star wars yeah thanks for if you made it this far thanks for listening in if you skipped ahead to the end 
Hi, how's it going? Hope you enjoyed listening to a few seconds of my podcast. Uh, I'd like to take this to video form eventually and do editing, but I don't have a tripod and I don't have time to edit it right. Well, actually, no, I definitely do have time to edit right now, but I'm too lazy to. So take that.